0: Jesus is real.
1: There's power in Your name. We find hope trust in Your ways. We need faith. Jesus is
0: real. You need to train before the race. You need to train before the race. It's a great. Day picture for us, because if you think about it, if you're saying, hey, look, I want to go run a a 5K, if you're smart, you don't just show up on that morning and try and run a 5K, right? You know what that's called? A trip to the hospital. That's what that's called. And so you know if you're like, I'm going to run a 5K, what do you do? Maybe you start off by running a half a K.
1: Imagine you're throwing a dinner party, and the day of, you just feel tired. It's not until the doorbell rings that you jump up and rush to prepare everything. You'd have very little to offer your guests. Today, Pastor Daniel begins the conclusion of Ecclesiastes, where you'll be challenged to consider how you're living. Are you putting off cultivating your relationship with God? Well, here's Pastor Daniel in the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 12, verse 1, with part one of his message entitled, the conclusion of the matter. Jesus is
0: There was a woman caught in the act of adultery in John chapter 8. And um, you remember what happened? They brought her to Jesus. It's interesting. She was caught in the act of adultery. They only brought the woman. Fascinating. Only the woman was there. Where, where was the guy? He's gone. So they brought her to Jesus and they said, Jesus, we caught this woman in adultery in the very act right and then Jesus looked down at the ground and said what should we do and Jesus said what does the law say well we should stone her with stones not with weed with stones (laughs) hey this is Washington I got to make sure we make that point okay (laughs) so she kill her with stones he said they said and Jesus leaned down and he drew on the ground and then he looked up and he said well Let he who is without sin, let him cast the first stone. And it tells us that from the oldest to the youngest, everybody left. And then Jesus looked at her and said, where are these accusers of yours? And she said, they've all left. And he said, neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. So we have all these stones up here. This is like our anti-judgmental stones right here. You know, but I I bring this up because, let's be honest, we live in an extremely judgmental world. People want to say the church is judgmental, but just read any comment section on any article on anything, and you realize that we live in a world full of judgment. And so whenever I think about rocks, I just think, they always just remind me that before I go to throw stones at somebody, I have to realize that I could have stones thrown at me for my own life. So it doesn't mean we don't agree I mean think about what Jesus says Jesus didn't say Oh just go and commit adultery more sister Just have some fun He doesn't say that He says I don't condemn you either Go and sin no more So Jesus still owned the reality That this woman had made mistakes But Jesus didn't condemn her Because he knew that he was going to die to save her And that's the gospel message isn't it That's the gospel The gospel is that you and I deserve to die And God knows it But God said look instead of giving you death I'm going to give you life And for many of us we have to do some work On the judgment part don't we Because grace is not getting what we deserve It's getting what we don't deserve That's what grace is And God's grace is for you and for I For me And he gives it to us so that we may have it with each other This is exactly what the book of Ecclesiastes has been all about, isn't it? The reality that we only live life once under the sun. There's a movie out now, I think it's on DVD now because I'm a little behind on all these things. But there's a movie about, about this guy who can go back in time and redo all the things that he did wrong. That's a great movie, it's just not real life though. It makes it fun. You can go back and take back all the the moments that you wish you didn't have happen or the things that you had a plan and the plan just went awry and you can rewind the tape and do it again and get it right. That's great for a movie. It makes for fun television. But you and I know that that's not real life. And God is interested in the lives that we live under the sun. You and I. He's interested in it. Why? Because God has empowered you and I To make lives And those lives have meaning I think the issue that we have with the cultural mem of you only live once Is that for people who say it They actually don't think their life has a lot of meaning And so you do all sorts of dumb things in the name of you only live once But that is unfortunate when you realize the amount of power God has entrusted to you and I The fact that God would say I've created you in my image and likeness To be my stewards over my good creation And I want you to make a life For many of us The idea of the life that we're going to make It doesn't have the gravity the, The weightiness that God would have And the book of Ecclesiastes Since we began is all about this And today as we Close out this series So I want you to turn your Bibles to Ecclesiastes 12 We have looked at All these different things that people try and do To make their lives have meaning So Ecclesiastes 12 It's in your Old Testament There's Bibles in the pews in front of you I want you to read along with me It's very important to me as a teacher My job is not to tell you something new My job is actually to tell you something old In a way that we can understand it in this generation That's only my job So we read the Bible and we go through it verse by verse See, although cultures are different Humans have always been the same And humans have always tried to build identities on all sorts of things We saw that life can be frustrating We saw that pleasure No matter all the pleasure money can buy will not satisfy you We found that attaining power will not satisfy you We found that life is in the little things Things like our words and our finances Our vehicles of great spiritual power in the world All over the place we find that Left up to our own devices The human soul can never be satisfied With only earthly things That's where we came down And I don't want a show of hands, but a lot of us have learned that in our lives. Those of us who maybe didn't grow up hearing about Jesus, hearing about what life looks like through the lens of the cross. We've learned that money can buy all the things that money can buy, but it can't buy all the things that money can't buy. And that's real life, isn't it? Many of us have gotten everything we ever dreamed Only to find that it is indeed grasping for the wind And the reason that's the case Is because God never created you and I To be satisfied with only earthly toys I think it was Peter Kreef The Boston University philosopher and author Who said When meaning vanishes Only toys remain (laughs) That's that's a rough statement, isn't it? Because we like our toys, don't we? But when substance is gone, all you have is toys. All you have is Facebook. All you have is weekend warriorism. Being in debt for things that didn't satisfy you when you first got it. Now you have to maintain them for the rest of your life. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not against Facebook. I like it just as much as the next guy, maybe more. I like my toys too But the problem is Is not the toys or Facebook The problem is trying to find meaning from them True meaning And what I love about the book of Ecclesiastes As we've studied it Is that the writer to the Ecclesiastes Inspired by the Holy Spirit Is not content to leave you and I hanging Just that life stinks But he wants to bring it all the way home He wants to show us the conclusion of the matter So Ecclesiastes 12, jumping in at verse 1 Look at what it says It says, remember now your creator In the days of your youth before the difficult days come And the years draw near when you say I have no pleasure in them While the sun and the light The moon and the stars are not darkened And the clouds do not return after the rain In the day when the keepers of the house tremble And the strong men bow down When the grinders cease because they are few And those that look through the windows grow dim And the doors are shut in the streets And the sound of grinding is low When one rises up at the sound of a bird And all the daughters of music are brought low Also they are afraid of height And of terrors in the way When the almond tree blossoms, the grasshopper is a burden, and desire fails. For man goes to his eternal home, and the mourners go about the streets. Remember your Creator before the silver cord is loosed, or the golden bowl is broken, or the pitcher shattered at the fountain, or the wheel broken at the well. Then the dust will return to the earth as it was... And the spirit will return to God Who gave it Vanity of vanity Says the preacher All is vanity Now these verses Are the end of the The body The the middle of the book of Ecclesiastes So this is where this whole thing ends And then we're going to have the postscript Which is the closing of it Now if you were here last week We saw in the end of Ecclesiastes 11, that there was an exhortation to the young man in his youth. Remember what he said? He said, listen, let your heart, verse 9, cheer you in the days of your youth. Walk in the ways of your heart, in the sight of your eyes. But know that for all these things, God will bring you into judgment. Therefore, remove sorrow from your heart and put away evil from your flesh. For childhood and youth are vanity. So it ends chapter 11 Remember we've said this many times That the chapter breaks They're not inspired text So someone later put them in Actually if you read about how they actually put the chapters in verses It was by a, a guy who was rushing to the printing press And he was doing it on horseback <laughs> Seriously That's why sometimes these the chapters break up in weird spots They weren't written in chapters They were just written So sometimes verses split in the middle You're like, why did it split there? Go, well, because some guy was busy Hitting. Well, you know, that's kind of how it went, And they've just been around so long that we keep them there So in the end of 11 it says You young people, be excited that you're young But don't miss the fact that you need to be spiritually mature Because your life is going to be accountable to God And then, because of this, he continues in verse Chapter 12, verse 1 Remember now your creator in the days of your youth Before the difficult days come And the years draw near when you say And then there's this long poem So really this section And most commentators and rabbis would tell you That all of these things is actually about aging Getting older And it's using poetic language So the idea is Remember your creator in your youth Because you are going to age And as you age, life changes as you age And ultimately, at the end of your aging process, what happens? Death happens. So what does all this mean? The principle that we want to remember again, and we've talked about this before, is that you need to train before the race. You need to train before the race. It's a great picture for us Because if you think about it If you're saying, hey, look, I want to go run a a 5K If you're smart, you don't just show up on that morning And try and run a 5K Right? You know what that's called? A trip to the hospital That's what that's called And so you know if you're like, I'm going to run a 5K What do you do? Maybe you start off by running a half a K And you start watching what you eat You drink a lot of extra water Maybe go to the gym a little bit and then you build up to 1K, and then one and a half K is 2K. Why? Because you want to train before you get there. And for you and I, we need to make sure that we train before the race. If you are here today and you are in your younger years, you need to remember now your creator in the days of your youth. If you're here today and you're in your golden years as they say, listen, you're still young. Methuselah lived to almost 1,000, so you're doing great. I mean, don't miss the fact that Abraham and Sarah, they were having kids when Abraham was triple digits, and this was long before Viagra. Can you imagine having a, new, like, a newborn when you're 100 can you imagine Sarah being like, Abram, you got to get up and change the baby's diaper? What? Don't you know I'm 100? You know? So listen, all of you are young. That's what I'm saying. You're all young. Can I get an amen? Amen. amen. You know they say 60's the new 40? Pastor Bill says 60's the new 60. Because 40 of 40 years ago is not 40 of today. 60 is the new 60 So you're all young So what's the exhortation? Remember your creator In the days of your youth Think about that He's speaking about God as the creator Why is this important? Because whoever created you Is responsible for you And you are responsible to them Do you realize that? That's why the very first commandment About interpersonal relationships In the Ten Commandments Is that you should honor your father and mother Why? Because the people who created You You are responsible to And they are responsible for you And we have to realize That as human families As messed up as they are That our creator is the almighty Personal, true and living God And you need to remember your creator Because you are responsible to that creator And that creator is responsible for you And that is why you have air to breathe Your heart beats All the most important knobs God has kept on his side of the wall because he knows that we're a little bit dense, right? I'd forget to, I wouldn't forget to eat. I would forget to keep my heart beating. No. It's like beat, beat. Imagine you had to like press a button, keep you going. It'd be bad, right? It'd be really bad. You have to remember your creator. We live our lives before him who created and sustains us you'll end up with a trivial life if you forget your creator you start living a self-styled life when you say my life is my own who am I responsible to I was told by a, a rabbi friend of mine that in synagogues over the altar there's a sign in Hebrew that says remember before whom you stand and I thought to myself Man, I ain't that a good way to live Remember before whom you stand Remember your creator And then it, we have this long poem And I'll explain to you real quick Some of the different pictures that are here Most people would say that it's about aging You have to remember when you're young Because you're going to get older Now, one of the things As a younger person talking about aging I don't really know a lot about it Although I do have some grays popping out in my beard here and there So I'm just going to tell you what it's saying And as i like to say That narrative is not normative Which means the news just tells you what's happening It doesn't actually say that it's the right Or the wrong way to characterize it Because I know that in sharing about aging from this Real quick, some of those Some of you folks who are a little old say, Pastor Dan, you should not be saying those things This is God's word I'm just going to tell you what it says I'm not saying I agree with it all But it is God's word So we're just going to trust that God knows how this rolls Notice what it says the keepers of the house tremble speaks of your arms and your hands that keep your body begin to tremble a little bit the strong men bow down the legs and the knees begin to sag a little bit the grinders cease because they are few teeth are lost and chewing is more difficult the windows grow dim speaking of the going of the eyesight the sound of grinding is low speaks about the diminishing of hearing become weaker and weaker. One rises up because of the sound of the bird. That sleep becomes more difficult and is more, you could be more easily awakened. The daughters of music are brought low. Singing and music can be less appreciated. Afraid of height and the terrors of the way, one becomes more fearful over time. The almond tree blossoms, almond tree blossoms are white, of course, so it speaks of the graying or the whitening of the hair, the grasshopper is a burden Once more active you become less active over time And the passions and desire fail Speaks about passions and desires for life Have a tendency to weaken and wane So for those of you who take it as The idea is that you need to remember your creator when you can Because there a, comes a time when things get harder now I talk a lot about my grandparents my grandfather is 90 my grandmother is 87 they've been married for 67 years and my grandfather now I mean he's legally blind there's a lot of health issues going on my grandmother has uh she has her yearly bronchitis because she has a respiratory condition and every time I call my grandmother this week and she was coughing you can pray for her my little Italian grandma But you know, they always say, you know, Danny, no one said getting older was easy, but I'll take as many days as I can get. And it's a great perspective to be reminded of. Getting older isn't easy. My grandfather always complains about my grandma's driving. I love that. He can't see. (laughs) But like, but like a typical guy, you know, he's like, him not being able to see and driving is better than his wife driving him You know what I mean <laughs> but, and, and like, but God bless them But it's like They're experiencing the effects of, of, of aging You know And So it's an important reminder for us To remember our creator While we can You know Notice what it says in verse 7 It says Then the dust will return to the earth as it was And the spirit will return to God who gave it Now You guys know this, that in the book of Genesis chapter 2 and chapter 3, we are are told that we are created of the dust of the earth. Scientists will tell us that almost all of your body is just the normal elements that created everything. Why? Because you and I are earthly. That's what it means to be created of the dust of the earth. The same composite elements that create our body are actually in the dirt as well. Because we are earthly creatures. That's what we are. And it says that when death happens... Our bodies return to the earth And our spirit will return to God who gave it That's important Because this life is not all there is And there will come a day Sooner or later When our bodies return to the earth And again, we know that the resurrection of the body is going to happen But your body's still going to return to the earth Until the resurrection of the body happens When Jesus comes back So that part of you that is earthbound stays there and that part of you that is eternal goes to God until there is that great reunion of body and spirit at the second coming of Jesus. Now, but what happens is because we are created earthly creatures and God breathed the breath of life into us, we have the tendency to want to be earthbound. That is why science who... Not all scientists But by and large Science wants to tell you That you're just earthly And that's why they classify humans as what? Animals It makes total sense Given the fact that they want to Pretend that there's no God Which it's a horrible bit of science To pretend that there's no God That's a whole other discussion I'll leave that off And I don't really believe That there's a Science against religion thing I think science needs to remember Its job is to try and figure out What God did And how God did it that's its job. so But it wants to be kind of a co rainer on the things eternal, which is just bad science.
1: Jesus is real. In today's message, Pastor Daniel spoke about aging. From this chapter in Ecclesiastes, we heard that it's important to train to pursue the Lord in our youth so that when life gets difficult, we have a solid relationship with and trust in God. Our lives belong to Him, and how we conduct our lives shows where our priorities lie. We were exhorted to remember our Creator in this short time that we're here on earth. Thanks
0: for listening to us on Freedom Radio Network. I wanted to wish you a very happy holidays and a very Merry Christmas. I really appreciate that you are part of the ministry of Jesus is real radio. I always like to say that we're traveling the path together. And as 2015 comes to a close, we especially remember that Jesus is real. He really lived, he really died, and he really rose again. That you and I may partner with
1: God to transform our community and our world. So God bless you. Next time on Jesus is real radio, we continue to hear how the book of Ecclesiastes is concluded with an emphasis on making our lives for Jesus matter and not putting off commitment to Him. Another aspect of our conduct that matters are our words. Without wisdom and purpose, what we can say can be negative or worse, damaging. We want our words to be pleasing and upright, not empty. We wish we had more time today, but we will have to pick up where we left off next time as Pastor Daniel continues teaching through the book of Ecclesiastes. That's next time on Jesus is Real Radio.